He saw her, standing on the opposite side of the stream only twenty feet away. Next to her were Reggie and Archie, and coming out of another similar cave to the right was Paulino and Amanda Marone, each of them being carried on their own platter of hands and delivered to a spot surrounded by more natives. "'Are you okay?' she asked. He wasn't sure what that question meant in this context, but he nodded anyway. "'Am I okay? Is this even real?' He started walking toward them and was surprised to find that the tribesmen didn't attempt to stop him. When he got close, Archie stepped forward and explained. "'I think they're watching us closely, but aren't worried we'll fight back.' He nodded toward the center of the tiny village, and Ben saw immediately what Archie was focused on. He'd missed them the first time he'd scanned the village, but one of the groups was busy sharpening sticks. Weapons. "'They're probably not worried about us, because the only way in and out of here is through these little cave tunnels. And I'm guessing they're a good shot with one of those spears,' Reggie said. He stepped closer to the two men. "'What is all of this?' "'It's a village,' Archie replied. "'But I've never heard of or seen anything like it. Their homes and buildings are of a completely different technology.' ancient, even. Their clothing matches the rest of the contacted tribes in the basin. Piecemeal outfits, from whatever articles of clothing they've been able to buy, steal, or trade for. But you don't think they're a contacted tribe? Julie asked. Can't imagine how they would have been. We are so far off the beaten path, and a place like this is not something I even thought I would see in the middle of the Amazon. You mean this village? No, Archie said. This geologic structure, a raised plateau, even one as low as this, strange enough, but this obviously is no plateau. It's called a Toipui. It is a landmass typically found far north of here, sort of like a raised plateau, but instead of a flat top, the cliffs simply surround a sunken valley in the center. Well, it exists, and we're standing in it, Reggie said. Unfortunately, that won't help us much. Any idea who they are? Again, no, Archie said. Their dialect doesn't sound anything like the other languages I'm familiar with. So they spoke to you, too, Ben asked. Archie nodded. Couldn't decipher a word of it. Behind him, Paulino fell down. He hit the ground hard, and Julie and Amanda rushed over to help. It took their group by surprise, and only then did Ben remember that the man had complained of a headache not long ago. He looked around at the men who had carried him here, attempting to make eye contact with one of them and somehow ask them for help. Two of the men, one he recognized as the man who had spoken to him in the cave, were still conversing near the cliff wall. They had walked away from their fellow tribesmen to talk shortly after Ben arrived, and only now did Ben notice how lively their argument had become. Before he could get their attention, one of the men stormed back to their group and began talking to the others, his voice more animated and excited than the first man's. Within seconds, Ben felt the tribesmen converging on them, and his hands ripped behind his back and bound. He was pushed to the ground, a spear suddenly poking its way through his shirt, and held tightly against his upper back. He could only lift his head, and when he did, he saw Julie once more. She was being shown similar treatment, her hands already tied tightly in front of her. Another man pressed down between her shoulder blades with his bare foot, keeping her on her side on the ground. Ben! She whispered, her eyes glistening. Her voice shook, even with the single syllable she'd uttered. And Ben felt the vulnerability of complete helplessness as he watched the men lift her roughly off the ground and carry her away. Before he could say anything, the hands that had brought him here 
were pulling him upward again.